1: Good morning. It is December 4th, 2023. It is Monday. I am Tanya and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Dana DePonte. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, a psychologist said to me, There's only two important questions you have to ask yourself. What do you really feel and what do you really want? If you can answer those two, you can probably leave your neuroses behind you. Harold Ramis. Hmm. So we're skipping tea until uh, next year because I just need a tea break. You know, sometimes I just need a break. And I also want to kind of like restructure our little herbal segment a little bit. And I haven't quite figured out how. So I'm going to kind of like brainstorm on that over the holidays and um, hopefully come back with something super cool and awesome. Now, um, we have an article from patheos.com. And it's actually written by one of our Witchway writers, which I did not realize when I pulled it. <laughs> I like literally. I was just like, "Oh, this like looks cute," and then I realized Jessica wrote it. Who I know. So we are talking all of December about a few different magics. We're going to talk about Yule, winter, but also something I really wanted to touch on is prosperity magic. Now, when we were planning the December issue of Which Way Magazine, I told all the writers, "Hey, um I just feel like this is." A particularly rough year for people. Um, people are really feeling the strain with the holidays coming. And I, again, I just, there's something in the air this year. So I said, can we kind of focus on prosperity? And so this week, we are really going to be touching on that as well as general winter magic. And then we're going to talk about Yule and all of those wonderful things all up until our holiday episode. So, winter magic. Coming from Patheos. We give a lot of attention to October and Halloween as a time for witches, but December is no stranger to witches and magic either. The Yuletide season historically spans from Samhain to Imbolc and all manner of creatures and stories filling the night with mischief and magic. Though this time of year can be very stressful in practical matters, there are a variety of ways we can lighten our spirits and deepen our magical practices as we journey through the dark half of the year. Now, there's snow magic, and then there's winter spirits. So there are a whole host of spirits we can work with and honor from this season, from fairies and ancestors to elementals and beyond. Finding the magic in the season is largely an act of listening, observation, and play. Recognizing the cold weather as Jack Frost personified brings a whole new energy to the experience of snow and ice. Make a snowman or blow bubbles out in the cold to play with him. Draw sigils in the snow with intention. Spend time snowshoeing or ice skating. Talk to the snow as it falls. Collect freshly falling snow into a bowl under a full moon and infuse it with rose petals. Then use it to wash your face. Get to know this aspect of the weather in a very physical way, and you will find many gifts within the experience. Hmm. So yes, we're entering into the winter season, the yule yule tide, yule season. And it's funny, Christmas has uh Christmas is very special to a lot of people, and for me it ebbs and flows. Um I grew up in the south, right? So we never had a picturesque movie Christmas. There were no snow. We were really lucky if there was a fire si- fireplace situation, if someone had one. And I also come from hospital people. So very often, you know, people had to go work. You know, hospitals don't close, you know. So there's a lot of families who kind of have to postpone or wait or only celebrate for a few hours of the day. And so Christmas... Sometimes it was really exciting and sometimes it was just like, eh. uh, however, as I'm getting older and I'm looking to incorporate new traditions into my life, um, I'm trying to create traditions. Uh, I come from a family where it's almost as if the slate was wiped clean with my mom. And so we just didn't have many traditions. And, you know, when you come from low income and All of that. People are just focused on work and like trying to create holiday traditions and stuff just isn't really a big part of that. However, we have a few traditions. We watch movies and we um, do Christmas breakfast, and I really, really love it. However, as I get older, I really crave traditions. I really crave doing something that can be looked forward to every year. So I've started making Christmas Eve dinner. And hopefully that's something that continues. I really want to get into gingerbread cookies. So that might be something I get into. But the holidays are just really interesting for people. And I think everyone has a lot of different feelings surrounding it. And us as witches, we always have the ability to create new magical traditions, right? And we're going to touch on that during the season as well, Uh, different magical traditions we can add to our uh, holiday season when uh, celebrating with friends and family and children. And, yeah, you know, we always have the power to create new traditions. We do. And I know sometimes we don't always feel that way. But you can, even if you're a brand new witch and you're like, Tanya, every year me and my family – if you go to mass and do all this stuff, and I just want to—I I just want to do something witchy. You can totally incorporate something new. You do not have to stick to the same thing that you've been doing forever and ever. All right. So hopefully, this uh, for the rest of the month, I hope to give you wonderful new ideas, and I, I hope that we inspire you, and I hope that we create just a little magic for everyone because I think we all desperately need it. All right, witches, I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent, and after this break, we will talk more.
0: Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Monday, December 4th. The waning gibbous moon creates new categories in Virgo today. Here, the moon forms a grand earth trine to Mercury and Jupiter. Grand trines are a lovely, flowing energy that helps things to run smoothly. An earth trine is all about putting in the hard work. It is now time to put that plan into action. The moon in Virgo is sensitive to the needs surrounding the work that has to be done. Mercury in Capricorn is helping us to see the long-term goals and how to get there. And Jupiter in Taurus is giving us a good-natured sense of the practical resources at our disposal. Bring all of these things into alignment, and you'll be well on your way to accomplishing any goal you decide to put your mind to today. Your daily moon mantra is, you can, you should, and if you're brave enough to start, you will. This has been your daily moon mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny.
2: Are you a highly sensitive witch who has weathered the storms of difficult childhoods or past traumas? The free weekly prompts to Art Journal with the Moon by Dana DuPont, a professional intuitive and art witch with a highly sensitive spirit, might be the calming, healing journey your nervous system needs. Art journaling with the Moon allows you to align with seasonal rhythms and lunar cycles in a colorful and creative way. Every Monday, Dana will drop into your inbox with a visually spellbinding summary of the moon's coming and goings, her intuitive insights on the emotional healing work the moon is inviting you to do that week, and a daily journal prompts to guide your creative healing journey. Don't worry, no Van Gogh or Picasso skills needed. Scribbles, doodles, stick figures, they all hold magic. Let the moon guide you. Let art heal you. Start your magical journey with Dana at danadepont.com. That's D-A-N-A-D-A-P-O-N-T-E dot com.
1: All right, I am back. So during the break, I opened up my email just to uh, do a quick check before I came back. And I'm starting to get feedback on uh, the New Year readings that I do every year. And let me tell you, it makes me so happy. Every single year, sometimes it'll be throughout the year, sometimes around now, people will start emailing me and be like, oh, last year you said this and here's how it turned out. And it's just really cool because not every reader gets like feedback or gets to hear how everything turned out, you know, and um, it's really special and fun. And I really appreciate everyone who does it. So I just wanted to know. It's so nice. All right. So this that we're talking about today is an article from the December issue of Which Way, and it's actually written by one of our listeners. So I wanted to share it, and it touches on creating a prosperity bowl. So we're just stepping into December, right? We're just stepping in. So now is a really great time to start getting prosperity magic going, not only for this month, but to get the new year started with like prosperity flowing. So, this is How to Create Your Own Prosperity Bowl by our wonderful listener, Lilith. So, prosperity bowls are an easy way for a witch to focus and renew their intent. They are as varied as people's concept of prosperity. How I, Lilith, construct my bowl will be different than how you do it. We, however, are looking for the same result. To use your energy to uplift your lives. This spell is not exactly intended to be followed exactly but rather to give someone a framework for how to construct their own bowl. When to create a prosperity bowl or refresh a bowl uh, is something that uh, Lilith does the days following the new moon. This phase is generally used to bring in things towards us. I refresh my bowl whenever the mood hits me to do so. I've placed it where I can see it. I do not use anything that will rot or go bad or attract ants. I also keep small gold candles in my bowl on days when I don't want to refresh the entire thing. I meditate on its purpose and I light one of the small gold birthday candles in my mini altar. Safely first, never light a candle to sit on or around flammable objects. And we know this. We've had many flammable failures written in from our wonderful listeners. First, I decided who I was going to address my request to. Is it going to be asking uh, a deity for help? Is it going to be a big search into yourself and your own mind? In this specific case, I was going to ask my ancestors for help. My ancestors were very prosperous people, and I believe that our ancestors want the best for us, especially our close family. Step two how you're going to communicate your intent. In my case, my ancestors are Celtic. I have a special affinity for the elements earth, air, fire, and water. We are also a family of scientists and engineers. So I have an affinity for using items that help me align my mind with my intent. Step three, collection of the ideas. Collecting items you're going to use to represent your intent. For me, I am going to request from my ancestors that they help me live a better life through being more prosperous. This might mean gaining new friends or gaining new business associates or as simple as just finding a $20 bill. Whatever my ancestors see as me raising up using prosperity is what I would like to ask for their help with. The items I chose represent my intent of prosperity are as follows. A small gold container that used to hold my father's sweet and low packets. Oh my gosh. And sat on his kitchen table for as long as they had sweet and low. My father has been the number one provider for most of important things in my life from financially to emotionally, and by using this container, I feel much more connected to him. I suggest you use a container that matches your intent for your symbolism. Maybe your container is a wooden bowl representing a nature path or a large shell. Maybe it's your aunt's favorite coffee mug, or even the crystal egg platter that you only take out for special occasions. What could be more special? The colt's foot, almonds, jasmine, star anise cinnamon, and rice all represent prosperity in different cultures and different backgrounds. And most importantly to me, these are also items that I happen to have in my home. Use the items that match the intent to you. If you want to cross-reference with Google, do it. The object of of this or the point of these items is to give you personally a mental connection to your intent. Star Anise and Jasmine in my background. Are very uh, connected to prosperity. In your family, maybe it's olives. Maybe it's a lock of hair from your firstborn child. The object itself is not as important as the intention that you connect with it. If for a year you have seen cinnamon being the thing to do for prosperity, now cinnamon is part of your subconscious for prosperity. I own a bay tree that I have grown for 15 years. To me, this tree is a representation of reaping what I sow. It took me time and effort. You can just as easily use paper you made or even something you bought. You labored for that money and you are trading it for something to write on. I took four bay leaves from this tree, one for each of the four elements. I took four ruins, one for water, luck, one for fire, wealth, one for air, manifestation potential, and one for earth, long-term success. So you want to choose specific symbols to represent your attention. To choose words or symbols that represent your idea of prosperity. Maybe it's dollar signs or phrases like friends, work offer, whatever represents prosperity to you. I have a green container that I filled with salt and herbs and stones that I created almost 40 years ago. Every couple of years, I redo the spell mixture and put it back into the green jar to be used for whatever I need it for. In my world, this is sort of like a battery pack sitting on a shelf waiting to be charged at, like a salt shaker of prosperity intent. <laughs> if you are inclined to start a long-term jar for money or prosperity, this is a great place to start. Mix the herbs, items, or powders you are using for this prosperity bowl and place the extra in a jar. When you renew your prosperity bowl, take a pinch and add it to your jar. Renew and reuse your energy. There is a small silver charm badly tarnished of a prayer bell that I found in my back room while hunting for the colt's foot. I do not know where it came from, but I decided to include it on a whim. My ancestry is long and multicultural. Use what you have, use what talks to you, and all you're doing is looking for things that when you glance at this spell in the future connects to your intention. Then I sat down and wrote this spell. I made a list of things that I'm trying to accomplish to help structure the spell. The verbiage I use, I try to make universal to my practice. Perhaps next time I'll do this, I'll use a different vessel or different herbs, depending on what's on my shelf. So I try to make the written spell flexible to cover all of these things that might occur in the future. When humans repeat a task, it becomes easier for them. They slip into it like brushing their teeth. I try to do this with my spell work, reusing a groove that I've already created in my mind. To my ancestors I call this day, hear my wish and assist me now, to live a life of joyous hours, to have all strife and manageable degrees, and happy moments outweigh all of these. May people that surround this witch be good and just, and equally fit. To share in what bounty might come from this witch's kingdom, I call now to boost my gains while hurting no one and causing no shame. Towards a higher self, my intentions are set. May this be spoken, Chess cause, no regrets. As I give the world what gifts I have, let my own life rise up and come into my hands. So some things about this spell, asking for no strife or no work or, or for a return is unrealistic. Even gods have their limits and all things work in balance. Be realistic in your spell writing. When I wrote this spell, I had every intention of sharing it and where it came from and its foundation. This spell and the work I put into it, producing it, are my payment, my way of balancing what I'm asking. I'm always careful to include my spells a hurt none line or two. In case I ask that no one else suffer for my gain, I also realize that I am not an island where people work for me. I require other humans to be uh, prosperous, so I have included in my spell a request for my ancestors to help surround me with good people. Rising tide floats all boats. And I agree, I love that. I love the idea of doing a spell, not just for your own prosperity, but for the prosperity of others. So something someone told me almost a decade ago, and I genuinely took this to heart and I've tried to run my business and my hobbies and my projects and my everything in this way. So this person said to me when running a business, you know, or I guess it, this could be anything for it was within the business context, was make sure you're always giving something to the community. Make sure people can engage with you and never have to pay a penny. And I took that really ser- I took that really seriously. And and I've tried to do that. You know, we have free issues come out here and there. We'll put free articles in newsletters. Um we have this podcast where you can listen every single day and never have to pay a single anything to anyone. Uh sometimes I'll do free readings some you know, it's just I really loved that idea right because you just want to enrich the community in which you are engaging in the audience even if you're like your audience or your demographic or whatever you call it depending on your uh depending on what you're doing sorry my mind went blank depending on uh what community you're in they should be able to engage with you and you should be able to engage with them and there not be a monetary exchange. And I believe, I really loved that idea and I really do my best to try to um, incorporate things. And I want there to be people who have been with me for years and years and years who maybe have never... Spent anything because we shouldn't have to you know we shouldn't always have to be spending money to engage now here's the thing i also it's it's such a balance, so for example, I love patreon, I love being a patreon subscriber uh I love kind of supporting creators I like and i I love just being a part of that, you know, and i love I love that the creators who I really enjoy can put Christmas dinner on the table because I supported their work, you know, and so it's a balance it's a balance of money and value and giving value to people who may never give you money, which I again, I'm down with, and it it vibes with this spell, right? Yes, you're asking for things to be good, you're asking for prosperity, but we also want people around us to do well because if they're not doing well. Will will never it's will never do well. It's impossible. I genuinely think it's impossible for people in a community to succeed wildly if the other people in the community are not. You know? Anyways, Lilith, great article. Thank you for sharing. Um, it's absolutely beautiful. And I'm definitely creating a prosperity journal like immediately when I'm done recording. So I'm going to wrap up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. Um, I want to give some shout-outs. Christina Benfield. Christina, you glorious, playful sunset. Ashley Solomon, you opulent, starry-eyed vampire slayer. Nessa, you fancy, poetic sun goddess. And Emily Cresswell, you earthy, beautiful spider queen. Thank you for so much for being supporters, Patreon supporters. I really, really appreciate it. And before we leave, we do have a card pull. Our card today is veiled from the Sacred Symbols Oracle. All is not being revealed at this time with someone around you hiding or holding back information or an aspect of themselves. Please use caution when proceeding. Or perhaps the mask is inviting you to become more protective of what you share. Draw another card for clarity in your next right action. You can meditate on the mask to achieve an altered state of awareness and encourage hidden abilities to rise to the surface of your consciousness. All right. All right, witches. That's all I've got for you. Uh, Don't forget, um, any books, decks, headlines, sources, etc. can be found um, at linktreewitchpod.com or the uh, episode description. I'm trying to hold back a cough. And we will talk again tomorrow. Bye.
0: Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence.